If you can stop talking for 10 seconds, that would be fantastic. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit... You want to start podcasting, genius? Hey, Biff, what did the analog clock say to the digital clock? What did the analog clock say to the digital clock, Jock? Look, no hands! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, classic. You know, it's a good thing, like, our, you know, audience is, like, all freaking old because, like, you know, if we actually had a real audience of young people, you know, they would have no idea what you're talking about. I we'll get to that. Uh, Biff, what do you think Grogu, or for the uninitiated, uh, Baby Yoda's second word is going to come? When do you think Baby Yoda will say his second word? I don't know. When is his second word going to come? Uh, right after his first word. Yeah, it is. It's a thinker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. This is Jacques. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. (laughs) And and that guy who blew out your eardrums was Biff. (laughs) Hello, everybody. It's your pal, Joe. (laughs) How are you? This is David uh, Allen Boucher, Magic <laughs> Oh man. Um, well, nobody gets David Allen Boucher. No, you get 100. Uh, uh, Kim Sweetie, you know, uh, the, 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 our, our old friend from Fitchburg. Uh, man, that, that, that was her white noise machine before there was white noise machine. She, she went to bed with that guy every night for a decade. We were together. Bedtime magic. And now a little Chicago on uh, Magic 106.7. You know, it's really funny that the other podcast I love, uh, Complaints and Observation, he was in Australia for a month prepping for a new job, and he had a roommate at one point, um, and he was recording the podcast one room over. They was like, staying at some, like, little inn, like a bed and breakfast type thing, and he was recording his podcast with that voice, and he kept referencing it and saying the same thing. Nobody knows who did <laughs> but but And I'm like, oh, my God, I 100% know who that dude is, but it was uh, it was great. Uh, yo, Biff, speaking of, yeah. you know, nobody listening, uh, no, yeah. it, it is funny because, you know, over the last few sideshows we've had, younger and funnier comics jumping on it is it is uh not only are our numbers going up our median age is going down uh which is really nice maybe you should consider uh having more uh Younger and funnier jokes too. You know, I I I I mean now between like you know the twenty six year old jumping on doing our podcast and let's say, you know the blind squirrel and, and, and Mr. Taylor, our median age is down to like sixty. <laughs> See because and there anyways, shut up, Jacques. Uh, you know what? Uh, no, but it's been great. And uh, and a couple a couple folks said, hey, you know, maybe I can jump on on Sunday. So uh, I'll see. No, and I've enjoyed having, you know, these funnier people on yeah. and talking comedy. It has gone well. Um, 
Speaking of gone well, I'm putting him yeah. on the I'm putting him on the spot right now. It was a long time coming. Uh, but Joe unearthed a stand-up of his 95. Ooh. And I'm Ooh. telling you, um, and, and I've promised him that I would never like play anything. Uh and I I came so close. I had the opportunity to use one of his bits the other night and driving home. I'm like, Oh my God, it was right there. I mean, first of all, as we've talked about, it's so funny that so much of my stand up that lands it's, you know, I'm going to say of, 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 of the percentage Joe's contributed to my stand up routines overall the last couple of years, probably somewhere between five and 8% of what I've written. <laughs> no, no, seriously, five or 8%. 75% of the laughs come from that five or 8%. You know, it, 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 it's like he's, uh, you know, anyways. So we're doing a crash the landing is still a landing. Is what I'm <laughs> we're doing the podcast with the guy, Paul, like last week and Paul Burke. It, it was great. I mean, it was one of those. Oh, man, an almost two hour sideshow. But it flew by. It was funny. And it's true. You know, Paul has a background. He has a college degree from a top tier university and designing boxes for companies, you know, mm. and he he starts talking about he's hating the corporate world. He's hating his job. He's hating these 12 hour shifts. He's hating working for a company that catches on fire because <laughs> they're a paper company that decides let's leave paper. You know, next I told to you we shouldn't have had a sawdust room. <laughs> and, and so, and he's, so he's couch, you know, so he's semi homeless couch surfing and Joe makes a joke about, well, you know, if you're going to be homeless, you know, that's the greatest background to have. I mean, your carport box houses are going to be like palaces, you know, they're going to be like, you know, the, all the other homeless people are going to be jealous. Of, and, and just Paul doesn't say anything, just the look of like, oh, fuck, that's really incredibly funny and he's like yeah joe i'm letting you know i'm stealing that and joe's like i was gonna i was gonna throw it out but i thought you must have used it by now and it's like and i told paul it's like yeah welcome to the club of toiling at open mic every night and working your ass off and having joe swoop in and off the top of his dome just throw out the best line you're gonna have maybe ever um so so here it is it's joe 18 year old joe uh, he unearthed a tape recently. Uh, you know, there's a little, there's a little problems Wait, so, with okay. the so it's audio only. It's audio only. It's oh, audio wow. only. Yeah. But but you know what? I'm gonna say it. He paints quite a picture. Like you know, you can see in your mind's eye. I don't know if you want to talk about it much, Joe. But I almost used one of your bits from that show the other night. And the whole hour and a half ride home, I'm like, you know what? The show sucked. The five comics who went up, it was at a pizza place. It was a gorgeous day. And, and everybody's apologizing to us like, we usually have uh, three times as many people here. But who wants to be inside at a brick oven pizza house, <laughs> a place called The Brick, when it's the oh, first... Oh, so this is in L.A. or...? No, or no, the, 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 no, no, this, this was... This was in Concord, New Hampshire for me, just okay. uh, Dover, Dover, Dover. Thank you. See you, Joe. Uh, anyway, Joe, you want to speak of your of your tape? You know details, but, uh, you oh, know. may I speak? I didn't know. I, I'm, I'm a guest on this podcast. <laughs> I was waiting for my opportunity to chime in. So, But enough about me. What about you? What do you, what do you think about me? 
so yeah, the tape that I did, I, it was two sets. One was uh, at uh, like, what was it? Dick Doherty's, Dick Doherty had like a showcase and I, I was weaseled into this. I was an open micer and these guys that were doing the showcase were a step above open, open micers. So I think there was some resentment, like who's this fuck and how did he get in there? But I had an in and I did a, a, a set um, and it was up in Saugus, Massachusetts. I think it was at Kowloon, if I remember oh, correctly. Wow. wow. I, I think it's the one where your parents came to see me and then made, they didn't pay the check. So I had a... <laughs> they walked what? Out. You know that story. I, I you, uh, dude, I, I'm blanking on it. No, your mother tells that story almost like every year. It's like a perennial story. Every time she sees me or had seen me for like, you know, years after that, she talks about how she and Gordon accidentally like, right. left the bar uh, you, you forgot to say accidentally so i'm pointing out to the listener that joe didn't use the finger quote signs <laughs> accidentally so yeah i had to pick up their tab which was fine because you know <laughs> i deserve it so no but uh, 18 years old you have to pick up the tab nice you know, well you know i was making a good living uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> i didn't have uh, as much overhead back then as i do now he so was a I manager at KB Toys. He was making shit happen. Yes, exactly. And the Tickle Me Elmo. You're doing better than KB Toys is, so. <laughs> <laughs> What's to make you think I didn't take them down from the inside? Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, I, I did a, I did like a bit on, I did my Gilbert Gottfried routine. I did um, a bit about, there was a, a, a real company called Charles River Apparel, which okay. was just a clothing line, but back then the Charles river was known as a cesspool because it was more, right, right, very right. polluted. Love that dirty water. Right. So I made a bit about how, you know, I can imagine what the fashion show would be like for the Charles river <laughs> apparel. Okay. Our next model is Mark. Mark is sporting a rusty shopping cart from stop and shop. And his the pop tennis ball he's wearing makes a wicked good change purse. Thanks Mark. <laughs> Um, I also use the R word. Um, you know, it was a different time, and but the Gilbert Gottfried one, I think that the, the Gilbert Gottfried one was pretty decent. It, it, I, it landed. It and so it and, and and so did and no. The thing is, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but okay. Joe, Joe had to, talent. Joe hey, had I found a ladder. Talent. We don't have to go down the rabbit he hole. He had real talent. Out. Everything landed, and and there's a local weather guy, Al Caprillion. Um, he, he Joe's been doing Al Caprillion impressions, and the thing is, he was a weatherman. By the time Joe and I crossed paths, um, Al Caprillion never quote unquote made it. Uh, he was in the Southern New Hampshire market, so. If you live, if you no, if you live north of Boston, if you live from Boston north, UHF channels, you could get, you could get New Hampshire stations, and so he was okay, on okay. a New Hampshire UHF station, but he was such a unique voice and a unique pattern that anytime Joe busted it out, if you knew Al, all oh, you know, it's first uh, of all, yeah, one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a local celebrity that nobody did an impersonation of. And so I was sort of like the first, you know, like the, like you know, Andy Kaufman was credited as being the first Elvis impersonator. I might've been the first Al Caprillion impersonator <laughs> in 1997. So, and maybe the last, maybe the last, maybe the last, Although, you know, it did actually parlay into back in 2010 when the three of us 
got back together to do this like reunion show of our uh, sketch comedy show, we actually got the real Al Caprillion to do a walk on during oh, nice. the Al Caprillion bit. And nice. He, we had a coke. The the punchline was that he was going to walk in, and I was going to break character. I'm going to go, wow, Al Caprillion, and he was going to sucker punch me in the stomach. And it took some coaxing because he didn't really want to be seen punching somebody in the sure, stomach yeah. on camera. So, sure. but he he played along and it was a good sport. And the weird thing is that when I did my impersonation, uh, when I did that last like bit of Al Caprillion, he was sitting in the studio, like on the other side of the camera, watching me do <laughs> him, which was peculiar. But it was fine, and you know it never aired. So now, but it's now in my you, archives. Now you know how Will Ferrell felt. Yes, right. Uh, all those. Uh, all you, those you have you know, the video though. You have the. Actual I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Video? I think I yeah. might have. It actually, might be on YouTube. So, anyways. Oh wow. Al Capri I might the classic Al Caprillion impersonation that I did back in 1995 lives forever on YouTube, and you can Google that. Just look up Al Caprillion uh, parody, and uh, you'll see me break character real quick. <laughs> it's basically uh it's me it's like me doing my jimmy fallon impersonation of laughing throughout the entire sketch oh, yeah. <laughs> and um jacques throwing pens at me so yeah <laughs> good times but uh, yeah enough about me what do you think of me no go back get back to the set i mean, oh, no, I mean no, and then the gilbert godfrey impersonation was me hosting the gilbert godfrey come on i'm dying here uh charity telethon <laughs> and it's a telethon but not for any other charity but for <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried, you know? Oh, you know, what was my line? Um, oh, sure, for the Salvation Army, your hands are cramped from writing all the checks. But for me, Gilbert Gottfried, a man who brought you laughter for for decades, you can't so much as roll a quarter in my direction. <laughs> uh, uh, no, the bit I almost, I almost stole. So I'm looking at the... So there's four comics in the host off to my left. There's... 10 people at the bar and and scattered throughout a couple tables like eating their dinner and i think a couple of them were painfully unaware there was going to be an attempt at a comedy show while they were eating it <laughs> it's like oh let's go eat in here and just not ready for it not um, in here out here out, but they were outside but well well that's that's the bit i almost used because i'm like in my head before i went up i'm like I'm, hey, that looks like a very long cord. The guy's out back. Eh, no one's bringing the funny to them. <laughs> and it, it turned out that it actually the one of the people at the table was a girl I went to college with. So <laughs> well. it was a peculiar uh, circumstance. But anyways, yeah, it was some weak material, some okay material. It was my second or third time up i killed and then i went out on a high note and i had never did stand up ever again <laughs> and, and, and it is it's it's literally I, dropped the mic yes. i i it's one of those things it's like because sometimes i'll be honest sometimes i'm like do i just find joe funny is it am i joe's audience of one these last like 30 years it's like no no when you hear other people hear that stuff because yeah. when we had the show and like i said i've told the story a million times when he came out to la we started shooting stuff um and, and everyone went like yeah Jock's right. It's, it's not hype. This kid is funny. Which, by the way, I did not put on the rundown. So Joe, uh, Joe sends me a skit the other day. Uh, Christopher Titus, his new wife is has gotten a comedy a couple years ago. They were together. They've been together for a while, but she got a comedy yeah. a couple years ago. Um, she's part of his podcast, and they did a comedy skit the other day that 
75, 80% of an old skit that Joe and I had and 2000 and well, I know it was 2000 and, and I know. <laughs> I, well, I know it's before 2003 because the starter wife was in the skit. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I left LA in late 2000, 2000. So, so you think they got a hold of your, uh, uh, was it, uh, in, in the crease, uh, thing on YouTube and, uh, just kind of swiped it. That's what it's, you know, and it was one of those skits. It was one of those skits where, uh, 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 yeah, maybe, I don't know, uh, six, seven, seven, eight years ago. No, with Joe, it was longer, you know, Joe, when his now 23 year old was old enough to access YouTube by himself, Joe's like, Hey, uh, I just got this crystal ball. There's going to be this thing called cancel culture in about 10 years. Can we take down some of the skits that are wildly inappropriate for 2011 that we did, you know, 15 years ago? But one of the skits, and I don't know if you remember, Biff, we had a, uh, we had a product called Bitch Be Quiet. Oh, I, I vaguely remember. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 essentially, he does that, but instead of just being, you know, you know, uh, just making women be quiet and aerosol spray that makes them be quiet, the whole punchline it knocks them out. It makes uh, who be quiet, bitches? You know, it, you know, <laughs> I, you know. I'm just, I'm just. So, so the other day. You know, I'm like, yeah, gosh, I wonder if it's one of the ones because, you know, when they, when YouTube started, I had a couple channels throwing things up there. Other people. Yeah. Some other place posted this like 15 <laughs> years ago, but only has may the force be with you, by the way, Biff, it hurt your sneeze. Uh, one of the one other place pirate it and has half the skit up there <laughs> like, like not the payoff yeah. <laughs> and i'm like oh and then i look well, they have more so views than you do <laughs> so the point what jock is trying to make is that christopher titus recently posted a sketch with him and his wife rachel bradley where they're doing a pharmaceutical ad called um oh what is it uh uh a bitch relax mm. it's called bitch relax and it's basically a pms medication you know, so it's basically, yeah. you know, telling the quote unquote bitch to quote unquote relax. Um, I would say parallel thinking, possibly better thinking, funnier thinking. Um, but I just posted. How dare you? How dare you? It is not better. It is not funnier. Look, our our spray came in three fresh scents. Did theirs? <laughs> but I think ours was also. Um, you could use it at a Nazi pep rally, didn't we? Is that the one? Well, that was the whole. I mean, I mean that that that's the whole thing. It's like, yeah, we're we're saying we're saying you know, bitch, be quiet, and we're you know we're being misogynistic, but we're really the joke is no, we're the guy, too. the guy <laughs> that the guy is really the, the asshole. Yeah. No, the whole idea. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it's like the tongue in cheek thing. It's like no, the guy's really the asshole. Like yes. that, that it's the meta thing, you know. I understand. Yeah, no, it was the yeah. early two thousands. Yeah. No, here we can be racist if we can. We can say racist things if we put it in the context of that. We're not racist. That character is racist yeah. and he's yeah. misogynist. Well, look, the, the the new song that we've gone out with the last couple podcasts. It, it's one of those things. Like if it's. The new song, it's called Tucker, and it's a, it's a fan. It's a song from a fan's point of view of Tucker Carlson. It's a proud boy singing about his hero, Tucker. No, and it isn't. So, so, it's, it, so at some point, did, like, the whole uh, All in the Family premise, like, is, is no longer allowed? Like, because that's what, you know, you know, Archie Bunker is, right? Like, he, you know, he says all these awful things, 
And, you know, he can because, you know, he's Archie Bunker and, you know, we all are supposed to, you know, judge him in a certain way, right? So I think is, that, is actually, that no longer, yeah. Yeah. When my, to further tangent, my wife uh, works in, in drama with some college kids. And the college kids of today, at least the college kids that she worked with, um, they don't get context. Like context doesn't exist. And, hmm. you know, they're doing a show where there's a misogynistic character who gets his comeuppance in a dream sequence and they play this out. And one of the people who never saw the show or only read the script, this is like pre-production, looking at it going, this is awful how they're treating this character. I mean, they're tying him up and torturing him. And what kind of people are these? not realizing that they're getting revenge on an awful character and he's really the villain in the story. So, you know, immediately they were outraged that this show was even going to be produced because they were going to portray these people in this kind yeah. of fashion. And then it's, yeah. So there's like, there's a, a disconnect and there's a, like a loss on, and I'm not saying all kids, but a lot of kids are losing the, the, the ability to sort of discern you know, sarcasm, or maybe it's just like not cool. I mean, obviously it's not cool anymore to say like dumb racist shit, even tongue. Right, right, right. You, you know? Well, um, I mean, and, and that's the whole thing, but that was a joke at that. That wasn't even saying anything racist. It's like, here's the kind of people who would use this product. It, it, it was, it was just, and it was one quick line, but yeah, no, uh, but it's funny that, you know, we're trying to be better. I'm trying to do stand up, And it's like, every time there's a joke where, 20 years ago it'd be like my wife is always <laughs> nagging me it's like you know right. it's like you know my wife never says i listen it's like or something like that i right, right, i, I right. was watching the bruins game but you have to turn it around and make you know yeah. me the punchline type. right 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 um, yeah but, yeah. but so, yeah yes but, it's it's it, comedy is hard right dying is easy is that what the, the term uh, is? but but it is it's funny because um you know, it, yeah, what Joe sent it to me. And then uh, we won't go down the litany. We've done it. Like the number of places that have borrowed stuff from Joe and I before. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it Honestly, is. it's, it, I think it's really, I think it really is paralleling, except for the the one specific example you might have pointed out to me years and years ago. Yeah. But how about the example of, of when the guy from, uh, from, from the soup shows up and says, you know, we got to come work for him. And he's, it was the most. That's the example I'm talking about. Oh, no, no. The other one, you know, when, when the SNL guys are like, oh, where you get the other camera? Oh, we jacked it from the Lexington Access Cable Company. It's like, huh. Well, guess what? Rachel huh. Dratch went to Lexington High School. Right. That's what I mean. It's like, okay, those are such typical characters, but it's like to reference. Anyways, anyways, anyways. It was a coincidence. Not All ever. Right. You're not the only person that worked in Lexington. Did she, uh, have, yeah. did she have a long – and that show, actually, Misty's Kitchen and Formal Edition, it's funny because years later we had Ross do skits on our – We had Joe and I had two shows, and Ross would, ha, would do skits. At the time, Ross is – I think he had just got hit. He was no longer a doctoral student but, a, you know, a, a Ph.D. doctor at, um, at Harvard, and his roommate was the head entertainment writer for the Boston Phoenix, which was like the L.A. Weekly. You know, it, it was big. And it's funny how many times they were called saying, oh, my God, I was just here at this meeting. And somebody's like, oh, Roth, I caught you on some show eating a, <laughs> eating a banana in an elevator, <laughs> you know, and it's like, 
oh my god how did this person he, he did anyway so so it was fun um, i will say that one of the funny one of the not funny but one of the things i did see on the socials this week was about some comic who like apparently does a lot of these uh open mic stuff and befriends a lot of up-and-coming comics but apparently he's like constantly stealing from these open mic people like when you know when something hits he'll just steal from and so like apparently like he goes to these open mics, and then a week later, that new that comes stuff comes out as new stuff on his routine. So you know, yeah, it, a real piece of shit. It, yeah. it, it it's funny because yeah, that is the biggest you know no do, and, and it's funny because about three or four weeks ago, it it was an open mic, and there's only like five or six of us at the end of the night, and I'm going up a second time, and I'm like, okay, well, this is my favorite time. This is my opportunity, and, and there's if there's a guy who I like who you know maybe right. maybe, maybe I'll have Ian Sargent on and i'm like yeah i'm just gonna do ian's routine in front of him now <laughs> and there's four or five people sitting there there's a bartender and i do i just start doing his whole routine, whole routine. other people are laughing and he's like and he was he was confused and flattered <laughs> it's like oh you're actually listening <laughs> when I, you know it's one of those things it's like hey is this actually landing not only is it landing i know it well enough to do it back to you in front of you um hey remember when you were in the beatles <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> and so yeah so so that that is great uh and while we mentioned saturday night live um so all season long, uh, you know, my cousin's been inviting me out. I haven't got a chance to go. We were possibly management and I were possibly going this weekend. Okay. Uh, and, and it's funny because I had said, you know, to Jimmy, it's like, oh, because we won't see him. We won't see him till after the show. It's just the way it is. Right, 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 right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I'm like, don't worry, you know, because he's like, I'm sorry, I won't see you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, well, we'll get brunched tomorrow you will get brunch sunday morning because yeah. you know my sister went they got brunch on her way out of town right. and he's like oh well we can only do brunch if we don't go to the after party because the after party gets over at six but i i don't have to <laughs> i don't have to go to that and we can make brunch plans the look on my management's face uh -huh. of i don't give a fuck about anything except the after party, after party. yeah you know, and which yeah. the one after party I went yeah. to, it's been uh -huh. told to me a number of times. That's uh -huh. I don't remember it. Uh -huh. I was I was still in my drinking phase, and that's when I woke up with the Batman tattoo on my left shoulder that I <laughs> I don't recall getting. Uh, but my brother does. My brother, my brother was there, and and a friend, uh, a friend who I've had a precarious relationship with since 1986. She was there, uh, and we went to the after party, and I did. I guess I guess I. Uh, I made Seth Meyers laugh uproariously, and part of that was scaring the shit out of Horatio Sands. Like, I don't remember what I did. Anyways, um, so things couldn't happen. Uh, we couldn't go this weekend, and the last show, I think, of the season or the last tickets he's able to get is on Mother's Day weekend. Uh, oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Please, you know. Joe, why don't you tell Biff why that's perfect? <laughs> Ellen, uh, Alan can't go. 
She's going to be in Vegas with Vegas, her two best Duran Duran. <laughs> uh, it's actually not Duran Duran. It's some oh, big it's festival show with like 20 bands from like the 90s. It's like, oh, it's... yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, when we were young. No. Yes, uh, yes. Thank you. It's either an 80s or a 90s thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and they got, they have like 10 one hit wonders, and the headliner is a two hit wonder. <laughs> it's like, you know, looking down at those one hit wonders, You're like, right. aha. Yeah. And so, so I, I felt bad because I hear I have to call her and say oh my god i don't want you know i won't go if she's upset she goes i'm going to vegas with like you know you know you know and her two friends and they're great they're great they're gonna have an amazing time and it's like they've already decided what they're gonna wear so it's like oh so i so uh, you know, and it's only it's only kismet that the guy who helped launch Jimmy's career with me, my my co-hosting partner in crime, other than you, Biff, Joe's going to go with me. Cool. Now, the only problem is the show is the 13th or the 14th of May. Uh, FanDuel has it at at. Two to one odds. There's going to be a writer strike on May first. Oh, geez, yeah, okay, that's right. I've been hearing about that. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. I'm waiting for some sort of catastrophe or shoe to drop where I don't get to go see Saturday Night Live, which is fine. I, you know, I do like holding on to the dream. I was on TV once, and that's enough. So, <laughs> I, I mean, not that I would be on TV, but I don't. Eh, shut up, Joe. Anyway, it's no, it's fine. But it, we'll it's see live. What happens. It's live TV. You might be. Hey, remember the episode where some guy got thrown off the balcony onto the set? Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah, no. So, so, so we will find out if yeah. that, if that if that is going to uh, happen. You know, the but, other but thing. Live TV is cool, though. I mean, obviously, you've been to a few, right? But I mean, I, I've been to one, and I've been to actually, I've been to a Letterman uh, when back oh. when Letterman was in New York. He did a week in L.A. in the early '80s, like maybe '84 or '85 or so, and yeah. I went to one of those shows. And in in and I guess you know it's all that stuff that happens, you know, during the commercial break. That's really really the fun part, right? So. Yeah, I went to a Conan O'Brien taping in 1995. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So well, that, that was fun. So so we don't. I don't know if I'm going to be given the option, but but you can get tickets for the run through. Which is a half hour longer because right. you know you know they cut two or three. Cut the, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind going to the the taping at five, seeing the run through, right. go back to the hotel, get a nap in because ah, I'm not the yeah, I'm gonna leave the house at like you know eleven in the morning and be partying <laughs> at six a.m. still and then drive home. So we, we, you know, we'll see. The other thing that I'm going to this week. I've been pushing it off all season. Uh, I have a friend who's been inviting me. He's been inviting me. I was going to go see Mr. T at the mall. And I said, I'll go again a little later. I'll go again a little later. That's a reference for Joe. Uh, I'm going to game one of the Bruins Stanley Cup uh, drive. And and because I've put on a couple pounds and I don't really, you know, have two seats, jerseys. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) <laughs> when when do I buy things? <laughs> like like you know, people take me to these things. Uh, sure. So I ca- I called our friend Sully, and I'm like, dude, I need a jersey for the game, and and he works out of the house. He's like, yeah, come get it. Uh, if I'm on a call, just come in. It's down, which I love. I love the yeah. friendships with guys. It's like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna leave it on chair downstairs. Just come get it. You know, go. You know, there's food in the fridge. Don't look thing. at me. 
Don't look at me. Uh, but he's there, and he hands me it, and it's a winter classic Marshawn jersey that he got. Mm, like, nice. the, yeah. And 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 I'm like, you know the deal, right? And without, and I had told Ellen what the deal was without telling Sully. And he goes, if they win, you keep it for the playoffs. You have to wear it every game. And if they win the cup, and he just put his head down, it's like. It's your jersey. Yes, I know. <laughs> he knows the rules. I know how this works. You know, is it because because I, I can't give it back if they win on when I go on Monday? Uh, well, it's a good it's a good thing that you know uh, New England based teams have a great record when they have a record breaking regular season on, and everybody expects them to win the championship. So they're I not going to get knocked out of the first round by the by the Florida yeah. Panthers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's well, it's funny because part of me thought. You know what? Do I be a dick and say, you well, you know, stuff is going on. Can I thank you so much? But let you know, can I go the second round? Can I go the third round? And but in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm going. I, you know, for all the awfulness yeah, that just they, came out of you. No, no, they're not going to lose to Florida. They're but but at, at the same time, I thought, well, maybe he thinks the deal is, oh, Jock went to game one and they won. <laughs> I have to bring him to every game because this this guy has a. Uh, uh, it's it, it's management's previous boss, um, the guy yeah. who you know owns all the Panaris. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, so and he's a great guy. Uh, really, I mean, so I, I am. It's it, I'm, I'm so really. It'd be funny if you know if 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 the Panera guy takes you to these games, and the Bruins end up losing to the Rangers, featuring you know, you know, Artemi Panarin. Who they call the bread man because his his name sounds like Panera. Oh, that 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 would be awful. You're a bad person, Biff. And uh, so, okay. Oh, I want to touch on one thing because Biff, uh, uh, Joe mentioned the Kowloon. Biff, do you know the Kowloon restaurant out just outside of Boston and Revere on Route One? No clue. Okay, it's this Chinese restaurant. It has been there, I want to say, fifty years. Okay, it, it's been there at least forty-five years, fifty years. I've only been there a couple times in my life. Haven't been there in 35 years, you know, let's say. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I've been right, a vegetarian right, right. Yeah, since yeah. 88. Why do I know that the name of the owner is Andy Wong? I'll tell you why. Because Andy Wong, and they even had it on an episode of Young Rock. This guy, since he's opened the Kowloon restaurant, is the world's biggest wrestling fans. And, okay. and there's a couple tier two sports broadcasters in this town who live for wrestling. Okay. Like they're the weekend guys on, on, on 98.5, the sports hub. And they've been the fill-in weekend guys for 20 years. They're best friends with Andy Wong. They travel around the country. Okay. But all the wrestlers, when they come to town, and we're talking back in the heyday. We're talking right, right, right. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. They because if you know anything about wrestling, it, you know, especially well, even now, but you know, especially then, wrestlers didn't make a ton of money, and no, no, so no. getting free, which is really funny. Yeah, yeah. And a, a sidebar or a sidebar or a sidebar. There was an episode of Young Rock. Put this in the put this on the list of people that I've hung out with that I didn't know. I hung out with Rock for a week. Didn't know that. First, <laughs> the, before, before he was the guy, right? I guess the first year because he had a whole episode just recently about how he got into TV, and the second thing he did was that '70s show, and yeah. I remember. Cause I went to I went to the set every day, and and right, right. and so I, I I I could do I will do a whole sideshow about what their life was, how you drive yourself 
from you, you getting done in Poughkeepsie, New York, and if you can make it to, you know, Aurora, Chicago, Illinois, the right. next night, you can make another 200 bucks, spending 50 bucks on the gas to get there. So three wrestlers drive for point. But anyway, right. so the Kowloon has been there for absolutely ever. All the wrestlers live for this guy. They live for the place. And just the other day, and I only saw this because it was on the news, um, I, I get the tail end of the news just before Stephen Colbert goes on. Like, I tape okay, the Stephen right, Colbert right, show. Right, I watch. Right. John Cena wrestled at a big WWE event last week or two weeks ago. Okay. He okay. wore he wore the special limited edition Kalu Nikes. <laughs> and, and, and it's like the only made like 115 pairs. And he wore them. At, at, at the special day, because he hasn't been in the WWE in a while. He came back right, for a right. big thing. He wore those shoes, and then one announcer says to the other one, it's like, yeah, because he's from West Roxbury. He's a Boston guy. And the other one's like, dude, I had no idea. John Cena is a Boston kid. It's like, yeah, not only is he a Boston kid, he's a Boston kid who survived because coming up through the ranks as a wrestler, oh, my God, I, I, I haven't eaten a real meal in four days going from town to town, <laughs> but – we're hitting Boston this week, or I'm going. I could just go and go eat Kowloon, free yeah. at the Kowloon. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. So, so that was interesting. Um, well, interesting to me. Now we're going to get interesting to everybody else. Um, so let's see. Three, three. You know, three. I was going to say three white guys. You know, you know, two white guys and Biff. Uh, that's a bad sitcom. You know, past our child. Uh, um. Bearing age, well, we can have kids. Um, and the last I week, can't I can't bear children anymore. I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't bear them twenty years ago. And so, so you had a three-year-old twenty years ago, you bastard. Uh, no, but but it's like, yeah, Roe versus Way went away, and and this week, it's like, yeah, it's 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 one more step closer to the handmaidens. I don't know if you guys want to touch on that at all, but you know, one. Handpicked judge in West Texas yeah. decided, yeah, you know what? I'm going to overrule Congress and overrule the FDA, yeah. and we're going to take away women's choice altogether in this country. And go. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. All I know is that there's a temporary hold on the ban yeah. because the Supreme Court is kind of looking into this a little bit further. You know, they're not exactly just going to all willy nilly give up the you know i i don't know i, I think there's a they're, they're putting some thought into this or I, is, is this the same supreme court that overturned roe versus way that we stayed at law for 51 years is that the look, same look court? i'm just saying that there's a temporary hold on the ban so you know they're at least mulling it over which is i don't know maybe this is a some sort of political mm -hmm. kind of litmus test thing going on you know, maybe they're testing the waters to see what the uh, response is going to be. I, I don't know. It's just awful, know. and and then and then not shocking. First of all, I'm 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 sh I'm shocked that it's getting more press that Clarence Thomas was getting free gifts for the last forty years from a Republican billionaire yeah. than his wife helping to fund the overthrow of the government. I mean, people were upset yeah. about yeah. Jenny Thomas trying to overthrow the government in conjunction with the chief of staff, you know, Mark Meadows, but people are more upset that he's getting free boat rides. You know, it's like, yeah, it's all awful. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, really? That's let's keep this in perspective. People. Anyway, speaking of perspective, I mean, I mean look, bottom line though, is like at some point, I mean, 
when when are the young younger generation really going to start voting as a block to screw these people over? Because young people don't want to. They ha- well it- well, mm-hmm. if they the the problem is the problem is they started to, and so the last two elections yeah. the younger block started to. So what did the GOP do in many states? Yeah yeah yeah. Propose raising the voting age to twenty one. Yeah. Oh wait, we're losing the younger people. Uh, so let's raise the voting age. No, we, 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 look, we'll find out because you know just in the, just in the past twenty four hours before having this little yap yeah. fest, you know, DeSantis has. In secret, not in secret, but not in fanfare, not with the media, but, you know, at 1130 at night, signed some draconian abortion bill. And just two weeks earlier, same thing with no fanfare, with no people. in. No, he had fanfare. Did you see all the women clapping around (laughs) his desk when he signed that bill banning abortions after six weeks? Uh, And the same thing just two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. in a private signing ceremony with members of the NRA, basically, you now get a gun when you register for kindergarten in the state of Florida. Like he did a like, oh, no, I don't know if you followed this, Joe. There's no more gun laws in Florida. You don't have to register. You don't have to have yeah. a license. You don't have to have any test. No background checks. If you want a gun and you have a few hundred bucks, here you go. Open carry. It's it's now an open carry state on the heels of shooting after shooting. And again, didn't do a big public signing. You well, know, who's going to shoot at the hurricanes when they come in if they don't you. have the guns ready? Speaking of shooting at hurricanes, uh, <laughs> yeah. one of my one of my new stand up things a, a couple weeks ago, I talk about. I've been together with my wife so long, and it's harder and harder to get really special gifts, something from the heart. I can throw money at a gift, but we've been together. How many special gifts can you get after 20 years? Plus, there's so many gift-giving events in the year. There's Valentine's Day. There's her birthday. There's Trump indictments. There's Christmas. And uh, that Trump indictment got a huge laugh, which brings us to the first we haven't talked about this. We haven't been on the we haven't been on the chat fest since uh Donnie Donnie ate scoops. Yeah. Uh you know, did a did a little perp walk. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. No th- eh. no thoughts. No. I mean here I my, think he's, it's like it's like like a lot of things, right? You see a lot of this happen and then you know what? Is that is is the guy gonna go to jail? If the guy goes to jail, great. Until then, I mean, you know what? But did you think it was going to? Because we've had talks that we did, we never thought we'd see guys, a purple. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I just ran back from the future. He doesn't go to jail. <laughs> He's not going to jail. It's all a waste of time. It's no, no, it is. It is no, no. I should, pay, it, I should probably make my time machine a car instead of running. You know? <laughs> it is not a waste of time because the problem is, if, if you know, the, the the waste of time was Nixon not getting any kind of comeuppance at all, which opened the road for every president to do awful stuff since then. There has to be, but uh, like I said, guys, this was the first one, and and uh, I think it was a reverse chicken, and I think every other person was like, "Are we really going to indict him? Who's going to have the guts to indict him first? And now uh, they're all flooding in. So, so uh, I'm happy like, it's starting. Like I said, listen, listen. You know what? There, there's a lot of things that kind of start out start out nicely, and it just doesn't go anywhere. And like so, this you know, podcast. Like, well, I don't know if it ever started nicely, but whatever. I mean, you know, because you know, you were the first one to talk. So if Joe was the first to talk, then maybe I could defend <laughs> that statement. But sure. since everything starts, you know, because nothing, you know, you know, stops your floodgates there. I would well, say that, yeah. Well, well, let's open the floodgates of you breaking down some crime 
and that and that and that cesspool oh, Japan. Yakuza written uh, Japan. So unfortunately, that particular news piece did not have involve the reenactment, which is obviously our favorites. But so the premise of this is is this this guy who is kind of a quasi celebrity, and um, he was caught with uh, marijuana with the intent to sell. Okay, so now this once again, this is in Japan. Marijuana, you know, all 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 drugs, you know, are illegal there and illegal big time. Now this guy had. 26 grams, which, you know, I've been told is, you know, amount people have in their sock drawer quantity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not an expert, so, but I've been told, I advise this. So he had 26 grams of, of marijuana. They also found cash that may or may not have been from, you know, these sales totaling like 700 bucks. So 26 grams, 700 bucks. And to top it off, this guy um, used to be in this kind of this musical outfit, and the name of the band is Hentai Shinshi. Now, as soon as I said the word Hentai, I know that inside, Jock is giggling because I know Jock knows all of the Japanese words that possibly pertain to porn. Now, to be fair, Hentai is is. One of those, like bukake, kind of a normal, no, kind of a no, semi-normal word. It's less normal than bukake is. But it's, you know, hentai just means that it's something that's unusual. Or it also means anytime something transforms, it's it's called a hentai, you know, as a, as a noun. But but his, his band... So I've been watching, so in the yeah. 80s, I was watching hentaiers instead of transformers. <laughs> hentaiers, hentaiers. <laughs> well, there's a right, hentai that meets the eye. Yeah. More than meets the eye. <laughs> yeah. It's actually very well. I'm not going to get into the details, of that, but you know, <laughs> but the name the name of his outfit is the hentai gentleman. So yeah, yeah, and so this guy from hentai gentleman selling pot getting arrested. So that was, um, yeah, that was a. That it's was also, a, it's also a subcategory on you porn. So under hentai. <laughs> so when I saw, hey, one of my favorite things is when I used to walk in the locker room and ask Scotty Black. It's like, Scotty, what's a Japanese word for bukkake? And just the look of, why, 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 why? There's another room I can be dressing in, and I choose yeah. to dress in. This is me. This is my fault. This is on me. Uh, no, but when I saw the the the. Uh, and I don't know if you got a chance to look at the video. They lay it out like all the big drug yeah. busts yeah. on one of the like, tables. Yeah. And it's I'm it's like... really sad when they're like, if you know the denominations, right? There's like, you know, like 12 bills, right? What was you know? sad is like, like they, they have his ashtray in, in, a, yeah. in a Ziploc bag with all the butts. I'm like, yeah. that's evidence? It's like, what, I, I don't know what this heinous crime was, but it looked and it, it, it reminded me. Ron White has this great bit about he got busted. With an ounce of cocaine, not right. a cocaine, an ounce of weed. He's like, no. when I'm down to an ounce of weed, I'm out of weed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and I'm like, dude, I think I have more money than that in my, you know, wallet. And it's like, how much would... did Paul McCartney get put away for? Hey, you know what? I, I, I kind of not much, but so going back to one ounce, I just did the the, the Google lookup. One ounce equals twenty eight grams. So literally, it's. He had announced a, an ounce. a pot. Oh, okay. Wow. So, do they have? They do they put it next to like a like a hundred yen piece as a, like a, you know as a frame well, of reference? Had, they, had it, like... they, they had it in a bag. It looked. You know what it looked like? It looked like the. You, so I get these 
uh, bags of uh, uh, Mexican oregano uh, from the supermarkets, and you know, I put it into one of these sandwich bags, and that's it. Kind of looked like a small version of that. So yeah, wow. yeah. I, I I was like, I'm not impressed. Should I be this? Is this a big crime? But again, this like is, you say, yeah, it would be yeah. great if it, they put it like in the on the floor in the middle of like a huge empty room with like a guy <laughs> saying, saying it, like all proud of his bust. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you know, you know, when you when you've lived in because I, I live I've lived in Hawaii, and you know, back in the day, they had this thing called the Operation Green Harvest, and that was impressive because they literally had. Um, they went into the you know jungles in the in the in the mountains in, on Oahu, and they basically cut down all these marijuana plants. And then what do they do? They bring it all into this open field and light it on fire. And there's like a circle of like twenty cops protecting and you know, making sure that nobody goes near that bonfire. Yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's a bonfire. It's like, you know, so yeah. Right, they're protecting the smoke that's coming off the marijuana burning. We Wink. don't want we don't want the public going anywhere near that. We're inhaling this for the public. We're yeah, they have to, they have to keep that away from the public. We, it's know, a for, human shield. Pu- that's right. Pot, public pots of there's a the health smoke. yeah health safety concern. And now hey Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat again. Nothing up my sleeve. Crystal. Ah! Wrong hat. I take a seven and a half. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. All right, so I, I here we go. Here we go. All right, this is just right off. All you, I'm right just off the old bean. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights where you've got no light and the check is in the mail. And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail. You know what you did, cat. <laughs> and the third fiance didn't show. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. Finally tonight, you want to be where you can see. Troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. They all know your name. Roll out of bed. Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where people know. People are all the same. You want to go where everybody supposedly knows your name. (laughs) Finally tonight, alcoholism. (laughs) Hilarious. Oh, that's one of your top three impressions. I'm, I'm going to make you do more, John Oliver. I guess I only have three impressions then. <laughs> we return you now to your regularly scheduled program. So I'm officially on my second week of absolutely uh, – my personal GNP has grinded to uh, – let's look at the data – zero. Um, I'm week two into Resident Evil 4. 
<laughs> the, the, the remake. Yeah. It's like every waking moment because, you know, that I can. And, and it's usually, oh, you know, the oldest one. I can't call him the little guy anymore, you know, because he's bigger than me. It's like, all right, he's going to bed. It's 10 o'clock. Management's going to bed at 11, 1130. Okay, I can play till 3 in the morning. Then I'm up at yeah, 630 to get them to school and then come home and play till he gets home from school Jesus. at three. What percentage Jesus. are you at? Oh my God. You know, um, I want I'm, numbers. I'm, I, I, I'm on my like sixth playthrough. So I think I have, I'm not going to get all the mercenary side mission trophies, but I have all, but two of the regular trophies from the, the, the whole game, like the regular game through, um, you know, and it's, uh, I've played it enough and, and Joe will get this reference. I've played it enough where I was able to unlock the infinity rocket launcher. So yeah. So I got my 10,000 hours. So, so coincidentally, <laughs> um, I, you know, I went through a really, really, really heavy stretch of really, really awful, you know, work related stuff. Just, you know, I mean, I'm not, nothing, nothing bad about the client. It's just, just the, the work itself was just brutal and hard. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do something fun. So I had my, you know, progeny, you know, op open up the, uh, the, his PlayStation. And cause I bought the Resident Evil 2 a long time ago. So I tried playing it. And you know what? This geezer cannot, you know, I haven't played video games in 30 years. And it's like, but your controls are hard. So I, I, I got down to killing one zombie and I said, I think I need to practice a little. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's kind of like riding a bike with uh, seven buttons on each, right. uh, <laughs> on each handlebar. It's, um, it's, it's pretty complicated and daunting if you haven't been playing for some time. Yeah. I, yeah, I felt like it's like, yeah, it's riding a bike, except that, you know what? I have to uh, shift the gears with a pinky, you know, <laughs> on, on the gear that's on the you know back of the seat or something. It's like it's like it's really hard. So yeah, I gave up. I mean, Jacques and I are probably in the same boat where we gave up gaming for like over a decade. Yeah. You know, and then when now, but then when it became, you know, a part of the pop culture where it's almost right. like, and we have younger kids, right? It's hard yeah. to avoid gaming, and you kind of want to get back into it. Yeah, you get you're clunky. You're looking at the. Yeah controller like what is this yeah. what does this button do but then you know you spend another 500 hours on that's it. The, i think that's really the problem is i just not have you know obviously i haven't spent the hours so i have to put in the hours so pretty much you, know. you make the time that's right yeah. No, it, 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 it's a great game, and yeah, it is. It's it's th These remakes are incredible, and it's getting great reviews, so I yeah. feel good. That, but it's funny, yeah, when I got back into gaming, and I've talked about it, the PS3 was out, I went to this kid, you know, our Resident Evil, the Carnival, you know, you know, personnel podcast, senior Resident Evil expert, Chris Berrigan, uh, and, and he's also got me into Arkham, and I'm watching him play Arkham, and I'm like, I don't know this movie, and it's a game, and he's like, oh, here, you right. gotta try this. He puts the controller in my hand, and I'm like, am I landing the space shuttle? <laughs> like, like, when did I become a part of the NASA per This is nothing like Galaga. <laughs> you know? and, right. Uh, but yeah, Where do but I, I put the quarters? <laughs> well, speaking of which, I was looking into one of those video game machines also, so. You know, the one, because now they have those with like eight gazillion games, right? Oh, like the stand-up machines? Stand yeah, stand-up machines. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the arcade one-up brand. Is that right, what it right. Is? I don't oh, know yeah. what the brand is, but like some whatever. L yeah, yeah. Let me make a recommendation, Biff. Um, yeah. um, I might be visiting this summer. Uh, the the guest room may or may not be open, so yeah. I'm recommending you get one. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend you ask Joe which kind he gets, but either way, I'll be there. You're welcome. 
I have a I have a six hundred dollar uh, every game you ever wanted to play machine. Right. It's called right. it's called a Steam Deck, and it's in okay. the palm of my hands. And you know, I never play it. <laughs> Is that I will, right? I will soon. Don't you worry. I said it. I, the fun part was setting up the Steam Deck, and now no, yeah. You know, now yeah. it's actually. Really I, I did also see one of those things where, like, it's just like one of those plugging things into your, into your TV, and then yep. you have like a PlayStation controller. It looks like. And oh you right, just, you know, right, and it kind of does has the same kind of thing where they have every you know whatever. Yeah, there's like a it's like a knockoff kind of like emulator box. That, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Joe's happy to give a whole sideshow breakdown of each and every one before you make your <laughs> Oh, purchase. the lowest, the lowest listened to podcast ever. Uh, you know what? But hey, for an audience of Biff, he he, he could he could use your expertise. And now I could use your expertise, Biff. Uh, aside from already starting the podcast with giving me anxiety, which you know I suffer from, and 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 being a Boston fan since I was born, I'm waiting yeah. for the other shoe to drop. Uh, playoff start. You know, th yeah. this podcast drops on Monday, the first day of the playoffs. Uh, first of all, overall, what were your thoughts of the season? Any real surprises one way or the other wrapping up the NHL season? Uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if there were any, like, monster surprises, aside from the fact that maybe I didn't expect Seattle to make it in. I didn't expect New Jersey to be so good. So... I thought New Jersey like was one of those oh they have a chance to make it in kind of a team, but I really thought that uh, Calgary was going to make it in and not Seattle and you know obviously I was wrong, but whatever. So yeah, but um so you know the obviously Bruins is a surprise and you know not not that not that they were you know I mean they're a bad team or anything like that as much as the fact that they started the season with a new coach and they were hurt so you know that that was why it was so shocking. But I think other than that. Yeah, I mean, most of them are like kind of the you know the usual suspects. Um, are you who, who didn't make about... who who didn't make the playoffs that you thought was going to make it other than Calgary? Was there anybody that you're like, wait, how are they not in it? Well, it's one of those things where I mean, uh, it's really just Calgary only because the uh, the East Wild Card was a kind of a toss up, right? So, um, it, it, I really thought it was the kind of the the expect except for Buffalo who kept it close to the very very end. Um, I thought um, it, that last, you know, the wildcard spots are going to be a toss-up between the, you know, the Islanders, the Penguins, Florida, and um, and uh, I thought Detroit, but you know, Detroit fell much earlier. But I, you know, it's funny. Like everybody liked Florida last year, and and I didn't like them at all. Um, uh, and they got you know swept in the first round after a, like a kind of a hundred, you know, winning the President's Trophy or something like that. So. And and I thought that they made themselves worse, and they were, but they you know they managed to make it into the playoffs. So here you go. I, I think it's a little sad that, and, and this is just me, and this is a bias that there's seven teams in 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 Canada, yeah, and that four of the seven did are on the outside looking in, and yet the two Florida teams at fan base, <laughs> you know, I mean, there are honestly, yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm not being a smart mouth when I say this, but there there are tier one junior teams across canada that outdraw the two florida teams yeah, yeah, even yeah. in the playoffs well and, maybe maybe tampa not so much because they've been so good lately but you know but yeah. right but yeah. the pan but the panthers have panthers been. are yeah yeah i, I you know uh, it, it almost became five because winnipeg almost had you know like one of the biggest collapses ever where they were leading the conference right right i want to say in january and they all they, they got close to you know to that 
missing the playoffs. So, and as far as the Bruins go, it, it's everything that you said. So, it it wasn't a done deal, but most people thought you know Patrice Bergeron was hanging it up last season. Oh, and, I don't think so. No, no. Uh, here, here, because he, dude, he's no. on a one-year contract. His contract yeah. was up last year, and, and and people thought like, but but not. Not just because of his age. I mean, he's playing great, but people looked at the roster and said, yeah, is he going to come back and grind it out for 80 games to be a second-round playoff team? And then and, – and, and the mockery of like, oh – Maybe they're going to get, you know, Krejci back because Krejci hasn't been in the NHL in a bit. It's like, oh, is that really your big signing? Nick Foligno and, uh, and and Krejci coming back. Oh, great. And you got a new coach. And it's like, you know, and it's like, yeah, what were the real expectations going in? And if you go back and look at what Vegas had, it, Vegas didn't have the – Vegas had Bruins finishing fifth, sixth, you know, a middle yeah, yeah. of the pack second round team. And for them not to be, you know, be better, for them to not just be better than that, just to be this much better, like nobody saw this coming. So, no, no, that's 100% true. But I, I mean, I, I thought, I don't, I, I don't, I, it, it seemed like all of the signs that I saw said, oh, Bergeron's coming back because, you know, you know, them firing Cassidy is a kind of a message to the players to say that, you know what, we're listening to you guys because they think that basically he was done. You know, his his message was done. And then they, you know, they had, you know, Taylor Hall signed, you know, and I think just, you know, if you look at it, the the whole Jake DeBrusque dynamics, I thought, you know what, they're they're actually going to try to take care of the players. Right. Know, so to keep, keep so to keep this band together. So, and so that's why I thought that, yeah, Bridgeron was coming back for sure. So, th- I mean, that's a great thing is here's Jake DeBrusque, an absolute, absolute top tier third line guy and a really good second line guy, depending on yeah, what your yeah, lineup is. Yeah, yeah. And, and and he's asking publicly to be traded last year. Yeah. And he comes back and has like, it's, it's, I feel bad because, because Felino, he's one of those role players. He's a, he's, he's better than Sean Thornton, but he's one of those guys where, you know, he, got injured the last two months, the last six weeks, he was on pace to have a career year. Like 11 different Bruins had career years. But again, we knew that Marshawn was going to miss the first two months. We knew. So your top one. McAvoy was was out. Right. Your your number one D is going to miss a month or two to start the season. And and then you go like 17 and two without your best winger and best D. No. But so so what are your thoughts? Who do you see going to the conference? We, We won't go ahead to the cup, but who do you see? Any surprise? Do you you think there's any seven seeds upsetting a two seed? Who do you see in the conference finals? Well, um, you know, this this is this sounds really 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 weird, but I'm I'm looking like I'm thinking it's going to be a, a Boston Edmonton final. Wow! I'll, I'll, if we're jumping ahead to the cup, I, I would take that because, yeah. and maybe we get revenge for ruining my childhood because two of the three cups that uh, Gretzky won came at the hands of the Bruins. Oh, but, you know, those teams. Revenge yeah, is a dish best served ice cold. <laughs> With a side of corn. <laughs> yeah. uh, With a side of prune Danish. Prune Danish. I, 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 I knew yeah. you were new. Yeah, but uh, I would say, I will say, though, the, the, one of the aforementioned, um, you know, teams that almost failed, uh, Winnipeg might be a dangerous team. They, you know, they have good goaltending. Uh, Dallas is also another dangerous team. Good goaltending. So, so. Speak, speaking of good goaltending, I know we yeah. talked about this in the text yeah. messages, yeah. but uh, after the post Bruins show about a week ago, yeah. 
Uh, which, by the way, Dale Arnold, I don't know if you guys know who Dale Arnold, he announced. uh, Dale Arnold is a legend in Boston. He's been part of the uh, sports landscape for 40 years. He was a Bruins announcer for many years. Uh, I think he was a guy before Jack Edwards. And then when Jack Edwards came in, he went into the studio. But when sports radio became a thing, a, a real thing in the early 90s, he was part of it. Uh, he, he announced like everybody knew who worked with them, but they kept it under wraps. The last home game, they announced that he was re- he announced he was retiring. They had okay. this great tribute. I actually tweeted at him and uh, got a got a got a response, which is nice. nice. Yeah, you know, like when I worked a summer job at, at MIT, I would literally be on hold on a payphone <laughs> waiting once or twice a week to talk to him and, and Eddie Andelman. Yeah. But no, um, but they were talking. I don't know if it was the Atlantic, but some really big publication. And then they said, hey, this came out two or three days ago. And here's three other really prominent hockey publications or talking heads who are now flaunting that no Linus Olmark is not the Vesna winner that it is and who's who's the Winnipeg goalie Connor Hellebuck because they're like yeah he like oh the Bruins are a wagon he would they were going to get into the playoffs without him but yeah, like, no we, no and, and he, right and I'm like no the no, Bruins are great no, because that's, of that's him. not so that's the, the thing about it is is that you know there are people that want to have this contrarian narrative but the thing about the reason why I say Linus Allmark, not just because he's going to win it, because if you know anything about the way the Vezina is, it, the GMs love winners. And, you know, and all you look like you said, he got the triple crown. How do you not give it to that guy? Right. But on top of that, even if you look at the advanced stats, his advanced stats are actually really, really good. What, you know, one of the, you know, measurements is this, this thing called goal saved above average. And what that means is that, how many chances did you save on where you know a goal was expected? And right. he's like tops in the league by a mile there. What that means is that he there they are the Boston Bruins are still giving up chances and he is you know stopping them. And that's that's you know, so yeah. The, the, Everything, the, every, yeah. The, the 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 right, the advanced analytics, his winning percentage. Well, first of all, I mean, he you, you won forty games. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, you know, he won he won like 48, 49 games. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, but, like so wins, so wins is a kind of a just like with pitchers, it's kind right. of a, not but, a great, but it's but the against, other stats, yeah, against yeah. against yeah. teams with winning records. Yeah. Like like yeah. he's he's like his. It's funny because he only has like four or five losses, and it's 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 the Patriots thing. Oh, the Patriots yeah. are fourteen and two. Wait a minute, Miami was four and twelve, and they beat the Patriots yeah. twice this year. So, well, so, that, so it's it is that weird thing where they I think uh, Bruins have like two road losses against Western Conference teams on the road, and for some reason the two losses are like the Coyotes and the Blackhawks or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, like like awful like the Coyote game. Yeah. Uh, but the other the other thing the mark against Linus is well their backup goalie their backup goalie is like eighteen and four with like yeah. three shutouts. So you know what I mean? It's like yeah. even your backups, you know, yeah. no, but I think he gets it. Uh well yeah, there's no like the way you sent you the odds, right? Negative four thousand is the FanDuel odds on him winning, you know, winning um, the Vesna. And, and, and just before we move on from sports, I don't know if you guys caught this, but basically the Dallas Mavericks got uh fined for tanking the other night. 
They're trying to and, and NBA has been doing this. This I think started with San Antonio, right? And you know, we should talk about San Antonio too because of Greg Popovich. But yeah, San yeah. Antonio, he's the one that started to rest his players for the stretch run. And so and you know, people got pissed off because when he when they're on the road on the east, right? San Antonio visits the East Coast teams once a year. Uh-huh. And if they don't see Duncan on the on, on the roster, it's like, oh, you know, I paid this money to see Duncan, Tim Duncan, and he's not on, right? A lot of that stuff. So NBA is trying to legislate the, you know, resting of the players stuff. But I think it's just, you know, having to do with a lot of that really. Well, there's resting players for playoffs, which for the last three, for the last three games, I was really hoping that I didn't know more than four Bruins. They were calling up the profit. It's like, I don't, don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Uh, But no, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. But Popovich. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. That guy, a great coach. You know, his record speaks for itself, but you tell me somebody in his position who has been more outspoken yeah. about social justice things the yeah, last. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah, his basically his last, you know, his last uh, regular season presser. He spends his 10 minutes basically talking about, you know, the gun issues and, you know, essentially how we have to legislate some kind of, a you know, a gun control so that people stop dying from this. Right. I mean, you know, so obviously you know uh, uh good for good on him but and yeah. it, it is one of the where areas where um nhl is not the best there's a few guys that are pretty good and one of them just got fired so you know brian burke was a great great um defenders of the you know lgbtqia community uh his son um uh died he is he he has a he has a son who was gay that you know that died and you know and just there's so much that he does you know in his honor you know uh, in terms of um, of what they do, and so when we had these issues, and when the NHL players went, you know, went, you know, on a crap mode on the Pride nights, you know, he stood out there and said, "Yeah, this, you know, this stuff is important. You know, these guys suck." And, and you need you need those voices from yeah, the top, like speaking. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you really do. Yeah. Um, what else we need is to for for me to give a good shout out to my pal Joe who talk about putting in his 10,000 hours has curated his Plex account <laughs> and when I saw Sully the other day uh, Sully was delighted to hear that that you are the kindred spirit and when I was telling him what we were watching he was uh, yeah, it was a tear in the eye you know oh, what I mean he, yeah. he was like just awesome well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that my efforts aren't going unnoticed. I'm glad that, you know, I'm getting accolades from my Plex peers, my Plex pals, if you will. So, yeah, that's nice. Um, you know, I'm I'm also now, um, you know, our friend Peter, you know, our friend Peter, uh, who is the on the Muppet podcast and stuff. So he gifted me years ago uh, his collection, a copy of his collection of like every cartoon theatrical cartoon ever literally like e- even the band wow. ones even yeah, the yeah, band ones yeah and so but they were on like i burned them to 75 blu-rays and then <laughs> i didn't really watch them because they were on 75 blu-rays now i've re-digitized them from the blu-rays to a hard drive and i'm now sorting through them to maybe put them on a plex server so jacques you might have more cartoons to watch in the near future. Um, even 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 the band ones that really, really, really go at Biff's <laughs> grandfather hardcore. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, let's just say, you know, Bugs Bunny has some things to say to some people during a certain period of time. Um, yeah, it, 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 yes, all bases will be covered, including baseball bugs, one of my favorites of all time. First base, Bugs Bunny. Second base, Bugs Bunny. Third base, Bugs Bunny. Shortstop, Bugs Bunny. There's nothing in the rule book <laughs> that says an elephant can't pitch. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be wasting more of my precious middle age uh, going through those files and uh, making them available for you to watch, even though all of them are pretty much available to watch on mm. YouTube. Like, you can just go on YouTube and look. I mean, hey, I want to watch Baseball Bugs. You type it in on the Google. There you are. Yeah, but kid, I, so manage. So Joe was going to come over last weekend because management was supposed to be in Chicago for two weeks. Uh the uh, the family she works for was fine. Everybody's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Everybody's fine. But the extended how are you? <laughs> how are you? Are we... Look, we're gonna have company. Um, the um, the extended family that they were visiting had a uh, COVID scare, and so she had to come home from the trip a few days early, which it was always great to see my wife. Always happy to see her come home a few days early. Just maybe not on the weekend that Joe was going to come over and we were going to watch <laughs> more episodes of Fish and yes. Barney Miller <laughs> and Card Sharks featuring Bob Eubanks going one-on-one -on -one with Alex Trebek. Right. <laughs> and, and, uh, you want to oh, see right. Jim Lang take on Tom Kennedy? Then you are in for a treat. So, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring, I'll bring, um, you know, I'll log on to my Plex account if I, uh, if I'm able to make it out to Phoenix, but you know, when, when I'm, when I'm at your place this summer, you know, Biff, and we're playing on that emulator down in my, I'm sorry, down in the guest room, you know, uh, while one of us is on the game, the other one can be enjoying the gifts of Joe's, uh, you know, Joe's curated well curated painstakingly curated plex account uh, the only other thing that i'll talk about that i'm watching is um uh, i watched the season finale of shrinking apple tv plus jason seagal and um harrison ford absolutely fantastic it's a, it's a, eight episode it's i think it's an eight or ten episode show um Again, you know, you know, when when Seagal when Jay when 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 Seagal came up with it, Siegel came up with it, sorry, and they're going over like the wish list. He's like, Who would you like in this role? He's like, Harrison Ford, but let's be realistic. Yeah, we'll call him. And, and he's like, Wait, he said yes. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Uh I can't say anything except Oh, I cannot wait for season two. Like, like you know, if there's not a season two because there's a writer strike and 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 just shows go right, away, right, yeah. I I I will riot. I I honestly, I I I I don't know who will pay attention to me turning over the table and writing in my own office, but I will. Don't worry, we don't need a writer. We don't, you know, if the writers go on strike, we'll have plenty of reality shows to watch on the brand new Ooh. Max app. You know that the uh, HBO Max is now becoming Max because they're merging with Discovery. So Discovery's reality programming is going to now be available on the what used to be HBO Max app and now just called Max. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and you know what? If that means losing all those Looney Tunes cartoons that were on there, I don't care. I have them on my Plex account, you know, so I'm covered. But uh, if that means less DC, uh, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how computers work. 
I don't know how many, if they have like a limited number of hard drives over in the max warehouse, <laughs> you know, no, they have to make room um, for, you know what I mean? It's, I don't know how that's going to, I don't know what type of programming is going to now be suggested to max viewers. Well, I, I will tell you, uh, guest of the podcast, our friend Ronick, it has been very dismayed the last six months, the contraction mm. of these big conglomerates and so many people that she's worked with for 20 plus years yeah. through the different discovery apparatuses are, are now losing. Like, dude, they, they have like right. seven people working. The few people that they bring back, you know, uh, it's always a three year contract. Generally it's a three year uh, uh, window. There are people now we're talking the decision makers. We're talking the mid six figure, low seven figure. They're 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 all getting three month contracts over like confounded. I'm offering you a three month contract starting today. Okay. Now, <laughs> oh, it's just ridiculous. But yeah, mm. so 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 we will. Are you watching anything, Biff, or is it just all NHL? It is, all it is, but isn't it kind of well? Um, it, it is. It has been a lot of NHL, but no, isn't it? But isn't it kind of ironic that while all of this happening in the background, like it seems like the product that's coming out is as good as it's ever been, right? Isn't better, that true? Better. I mean, when you right? uh, honestly, you know, when you got, I mean, just just like I said, I mean, you Netflix, you know, ten years ago started their yeah. own content, yeah. and, and and their original content was doing so good that Amazon yeah. Prime's like, hey, wait a minute, we have this thing called The Boys and Miss Maisel and all these yeah. stuff, and then Hulu comes out, and Hulu has, yeah. you know, so many great shows, and then and Apple TV Plus. I mean, yeah. but I, I think that's the one over the last year with like Maya Rudolph show, Loot, I watch Shrinking. Ted Lasso, yeah. there's a the production value, of course, HBO, uh, I'm sorry, Disney Plus with all the Marvel yeah. things and, you know, the Mandalorian and stuff. Yeah, the content is great, you know, so. And there's a new I mean, the Marvel series coming out this year, right? Yeah, oh, there's, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's a couple, couple seasons coming out right, of different right. shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for I'm all. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, for the, for the lay person, right, it's like, you know, where's the tragedy? It's like, you know, who cares if these execs or whatever are getting like, if the if the product is better than it's ever been, you know, that's, you know, it almost seems to, you know, kind of prove their point that, oh, obviously these, we don't need these guys because they, they've been doing this for years now, right? The last 25 years, that's, this is what they've been doing, right? How could, how could they be doing all this cutting and the product get better if it was, if it wasn't the right decision, right? So for the lay person, I think this, these are kind of going to get a cut, you know, well, right. the, well, so here's the problem that, like I said, you know, I'm getting into the weeds a little bit, uh, you know, the problem Ronick and people in our shoes have, you know, doing development is they're now expecting you as as the content provider to provide twice as much content for half the budget. And so, yeah. so many people, so it's a tipping point. It's one of those yeah. things. It's like, yeah, yeah, we can cut corners to the point where, but, but they are the brain drain of it. It's like, okay, right. you know, she used to sell a show and it was 20 hours of content, one hour episodes. Here's what we're giving you. Well, now yeah. you have to have, you know, 20 hours of content, but we need another, 15 hours of web content we need another you know five hours of yeah. uh, out of the same budget yeah. you know all right. that yeah. stuff you know it's like oh yeah. we need this so it's getting into the weeds but yeah uh let's yeah. uh let, 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 let's wrap things up with a parenting tip what do you guys got i oh you know what i say um as your 
children grow and they have to become adults, make sure you teach them a lot of the fundamentals, like at least once. And uh, my at least once teaching actually happened last year, where last year I taught my son to go online and complete his own taxes. That way I don't have to ever help him with it ever again. And this year I said, hey, did you do your taxes? And he goes, yeah, yep, got it done. Like, you know, because for him it's just filling out wet forms and it's all done. And so he just had to know that he had to do it. And then now, you know, I never have to worry about that ever again. He just had the one, the one W2 last year. Right, right. Yeah, so it's 10 minutes and he probably gets right, money right, coming right. back. Good, but good, no. But no that's but he great. just has to know that he has to do it, right? And right. now he knows he has to do this. And it, that's great, so. I have a similar parenting tip. Yeah. It's piggybacking off of yours, Biff, is I make my kids do my taxes. Okay. And I think it's, um, it's really uh, a learning experience for all of us. Um, I'll be going away for a while. So, yeah, so is a, New York, <laughs> is a New York DA filing against you? Are we going to be seeing you do a Many people program? are saying I won't be on the podcast for much <laughs> what, what is this for, charitable contribution? They're called authorities. <laughs> Who are these hentai gentlemen? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so my parenting tip. So I signed Hentai the boys, gentleman LLC, <laughs> Incorporated Limited. You know, um, anyways, in the state of Delaware. Um, so, so my 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 parenting tip is, um, yeah, dummy. This is why I sign you up for stuff. So forever, you know, we've we've abused the library system when the boys were younger. All the great programs and the art programs, and oh, come take ukulele lessons. I've signed the boys up for everything and anything. You know, expose them to stuff, especially if it's free. The recreation department of Lowell. You know, we talked about it. My oldest son got his lifeguard um, training. I, I mean, it was honestly forty hours of first aid and CPR and light and in, in the water lifeguard training. And now he has his license so he can work at the summer pool, making 20 bucks an hour this summer. It's great. There you and go. It's, That's it's, awesome. it's all through the town. So the little guy, his life is football, F U T yeah. football. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and with an accent. Uh, yeah. Is it an omelet? <laughs> you know, an accent. Yeah. So he, um, so it is, I mean, he lives, he was living in his custom made Manchester, um, Jersey, which by the way, if I haven't told him depends on what our travel schedule is, uh, Manchester United is doing a world tour for the first time. Manchester United is playing down in San Diego in July. They're doing a friendly down in July, and if we're there, I'm going to take them. Anyways, but now Manchester, New Hampshire is right up there. Why don't they, <laughs> that's a synergy. And, doing? and they're going to they're going to go to to a friendlies all the way in San Diego, don't you? Have friendlies all <laughs> they over have New friendlies England? all over the East Coast. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's another <laughs> podcast for another day. They don't have friendlies. I hate you both. Anyways, so my my thing is. I sign him up for stuff all the time, and he's a little happy because the high school coach, the high school football coach, soccer coach, um, a couple weeks ago ran a two-Saturday camp. It went so well, they're going to do a two-more Saturday camps, and he was happy, and as soon as he found out about this camp, because he's playing on a team now in, in, in southern New Hampshire, um, he loves it. He, he 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 does. He sleeps in his jersey. He, you know, he's so proud of it. I'm really happy. It's weird to have a sports kid all of a sudden, but he absolutely loves it. Unfortunately, he's a weirdo who wants to be, you know, a goalkeeper. You know what fucking weirdos those guys are. Anyways, um, and and so 
he wants his friend to join the team. And, and now there's a, you know, he wants his friend to join the team. I sent him all this stuff. His his friend is great, you know, and um, the kids are Brazilian descent. He's like, honestly, I, I, I don't know if it's the water. I don't know if it's DNA. This 11 year old can just like, <laughs> it, it's like watching poetry. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like, anyways. Um, so I sent the link and to the to the free stuff and you know on the free uber driver for his friends is too. they pick him up they love it all this it's great well now he wants him to join this team that he's on and i'm like yeah i can pick him up and drop him off i send the link and then when he finds out it's like oh i didn't know the practice is because because he called me and says it's 75 bucks i didn't know it cost that much and it's like in our world, we're lucky that 75 bucks ain't a lot. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hey, you know, it's cool, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'll talk yeah. to the coach, which means yeah, I'm going to pay for it. Right, uh, but but the thing is, he now realizes, and he said that. He goes, he goes, but, but, the, but the stuff we're doing at the high school, that's free, right? I'm like, it yeah. is free. He goes, is that why you sign us up for all that stuff? I'm like, it is why i sign you up for all that if if, if you're gonna take something and find out you don't like it it's like yep. have it be on somebody else's yep. dime you know yep. take advantage of so he's finally starting to get it's like oh, oh that's yes. socialism right now yes. i get it yes yeah you look i mean and and these programs are absolutely great i, I mean I, I i can go on and i've talked about the other things that they've got look they don't like tennis but they got to take eight weeks of well, it was once a week. It wasn't like, you know, four yeah, hours right, a right. day, but they have, they've done these science camps over the summer that are four hours a day. And it's you old kids coming in like grad right. students, grad students who have to do like community service. So they're great. <laughs> right. Right. Some kind so, of, yeah. Community so they, outreach. You know, <laughs> community I, I, service make it sound like they were like grad students that got, got arrested and now yeah. they have to no, do community. Well, I mean, community outreach. They were outreach. caught with 28 grams of <laughs> <laughs> so we maybe, you know, maybe you yeah. know for a couple of years for a couple of years every other wednesday i drove them all the way to tufts university because the grad engineering kids they had part of getting their degree they had to teach kids engineering yeah and they did lego robotics and all this stuff and it was one of those things where you know you look up what those courses cost in the summer it's like dude every time we go there it would have been 200 bucks each one of you right. guys so so my parenting tip is yeah stick with it you know what i mean it's like sooner or later they're gonna figure out it's like oh crap i am white and privileged <laughs> you know there you so, go there you go so there we go i'm done okay so am i anybody else gonna talk eh, not me okay Ooh. now it's it's joe's time to shine well Suddenly, I've become quite important. <laughs> now, take this Ernie Bishop, you know, the taxi driver that drives around all day on <sighs> sitting around on his brains. <laughs> anyway, um, we I, we sure had fun today. Uh, I'm sure you did, too. You got to listen to us just ramble on about all sorts of topics. We didn't even cover the Super Mario Brothers movie that I saw with the kids this week. Uh, that was a that was a fun time. It deserved all of the money that it made. Um, it was a fine movie. We won't get into it now. Uh, we'll save that for our next sideshow, where Joe just talks about the Super Mario. Yeah, he wrote sideshow on a. Yes, Jacques wrote sideshow on a board and then showed it to me. So yeah, we're gonna do a sideshow about the Super Mario movie or not. But um, in any case, um, I I sure enjoyed this time we had together. 
and I'm glad we had this time together. Uh, go Bruins. Um, uh, go uh, Boston Marathoners. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know who's going to win the marathon this year. Um, you know, I was, I was wrong every other year. Uh, it was, it was not a guy from South Boston. It was just not, you know, he, he was not going to pull it off. Uh, South Africa, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but um, no, uh, I, I, I have to get my act together. Um, but thankfully DraftKings will allow me to easily bet on the sure winner. Um, use promo code sideshow carnival personnel for $20 toward your first bet on DraftKings.com. Or FanDuel, oh. or 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 BetMGM, or LoseMyHouse.com, or uh, <laughs> CollegeSchmollage.com, or uh, Jesus fucking Christ, I have a problem. I need help.com. <laughs> Man, yeah. Anyways, that's my retirement plan. By the way, it's just putting it on, putting it all on red. Hello Vegas. <laughs> all right, I'll write you a check. Anyway. Don't forget.
I've fucked up several times. 